This is the very first episode of my brand new podcast, It's All Talk, Teaching, Training, Talking Jesus. Welcome. My name is Ira Yarbrough, your host, and each week I encourage and equip you through the study of scripture and through sharing inspirational interviews with spiritual and influential leaders, how to come to know and love Jesus Christ. Thank you for spending time with me today. Now let's talk Jesus. Welcome back to the conversation. Now let's talk Jesus. I'm excited. Here's your host, Ivory Yarborough. Oswald Chambers said, spiritual maturity is not reached by the passing of years, but by obedience to the will of God. The author of Hebrews says in chapter six, verse one, therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity. The Message Bible puts it this way. So come on, let's leave the preschool finger painting exercises on Jesus and get down to the grand work of art. Grow up in Christ. Grow up in Christ is precisely what James is teaching in his self-titled book, James, in the Holy Canon of Scripture. In the next few weeks, we will dive into the book of James and his imperatives, which are commands for spiritual maturity. And like they say in the old church, if you can't say amen, say ouch. But let's grow up in Christ. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Welcome to the conversation. Now let's talk Jesus. Here's your host, Ivory Yarborough. Ivory Yarborough. Are you finding yourself in difficult times of testing? Maybe you are facing some strong temptations to sin Or could it be worldliness is an issue in your life? Are you finding it hard to live what you profess you believe? Well, you're not alone. In the book of James, he was writing about these same challenges. In this study of the book of James, I want to give you hope that Jesus will back you as you walk in victory. So let's take the first step. In today's episode, we will discuss the persona of James and his unique relationship with Jesus Christ. James' core audience, who is James talking to? And James' sole reason for writing this epistle. What's everyone saying about It's All Talk? Teaching, training, talking Jesus? I love being a part of such a great community. I never miss an episode. It's the best. It's the only podcast I listen to. We'll be right back after a quick praise break. First, who is the author James? Well, James is the half-brother of Jesus Christ who had an encounter with the risen Christ that made a believer that his elder brother is indeed the son of God. What a revelation that the person you grew up with, slept in the same room with, played catch or stickball or whatever games kids played in Jesus' day was not only your brother, but God's son, savior of the world. You must understand, James grew up hearing Old Testament scripture about the promised Messiah. Hearing Jewish leaders stand in synagogues reading prophetic words from Moses saying, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you, from your fellow Israelites. You must listen to him. Deuteronomy 18, 15. Or words from the great prophet Isaiah saying, 
For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Oh, the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom established and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time now and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will establish this. Isaiah 9, 6 through 7. Then realize this person that you've heard so much about as the promised Messiah is your brother? Put yourself in James' shoes for a moment. And imagine what an unbelieving James must have thought or felt coming face to face with his own brother, Jesus, resurrected from the dead and realizing he is indeed the Messiah, son of the living God. I'll give you a minute to take all that in. That very day, Jesus made a believer out of his brother, James. Dr. Tony Evans says, Nothing will turn a man around like seeing the risen Christ. Paul even made a point to note in 1 Corinthians 15, 7, that Jesus appeared to James after his resurrection. So after this amazing encounter with his brother, Jesus, James was one of the 120 on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit fell on them in Acts 2. James headed up the Jerusalem church. James wrote the earliest epistle of the New Testament canon, James included many of the teachings of Jesus from the Sermon on the Mount in Matthews chapter 5 through 7. Once James became a believer, he became a doer. James was a man of faith, righteousness, prayer, and action. When we come back, we will dive into how James introduced himself and the audience James is writing to. Stay tuned. It's All Talk with Ivory Yarbrough. We're back with the beginning study of the book of James, the earliest epistle. Now, I explained that James is Jesus' brother, but James does not start his letter boasting about that fact. In James chapter 1, verse 1, he says, James, a bond servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad, greetings. James takes a humble position of a bondservant, which in today's terminology would be a slave. James then uses the appellation, Lord Jesus Christ, which is an interesting title James uses to describe his brother, because Lord means master. So what is James saying here? James is saying, yes, Jesus is my half-brother that I grew up with, played with, shared intimate family time with. But more importantly, Jesus is Lord. James is making a clear declaration that Jesus is his master. James wants his audience to know who Jesus is in his life and who Jesus should be in their lives, in our lives. Lord Jesus Christ. And because Jesus is Lord, master of all, we can walk in continuous victory. But we will also discover through this study, according to James, we have to physically start walking. Action. You must be a doer of the word, according to James. 
Devon Franklin says, you won't know God said yes to your prayers until you start working. So now who is James talking to? Who is James' core audience? James wrote his letter going back to verse 1, chapter 1, to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad. The church at Jerusalem had suffered much persecution and they were dispersed over many nations. So this letter was sent to Christian Jews and over 15 times in this epistle, James addresses his audience with variations of beloved brethren, brethren, my beloved brethren. There are many Christian believers throughout the world today, and James is still addressing us, me, you, as his beloved brethren. Don't go away. When we return, we'll talk about what's the point of James' letter. Keep it locked right here. It's all talk. Teaching, training, talking Jesus. I wanted it to happen. We'll be back after a brief intermission. We're back. James, the half-brother of Jesus, makes it known that Jesus is Lord and Christians are his target audience. But why? What's the point? James discovered that Christians were experiencing several problems which are very relevant today. Some of those problems are they were going through difficult trials and testings. They were facing some temptations with sin. Some people were catering to the rich in their community. Classism. They were dealing with selfishness. Some church members were actually competing for position for office in the church, platforms. One key issue was Christians were not living what they professed to believe. So it was a lot of hypocrisy. The tongue was another problem that people were using their words to even cause wars and divisions in the assembly. Worldliness was yet another issue. Secular wisdom versus God's divine wisdom. Sickness was also an issue and apostasy. Some people were just straight leaving the church, straying away from the Lord. All these issues boil down to one point James is making. Christians need spiritual maturity. James uses the phrase that you may be perfect and complete, James 1 and 2. Now, don't take perfect to mean flawless because the meaning for perfect here is mature. James wanted Christians to grow up so that they could face whatever life brings them, knowing that if we lack wisdom, God is Jehovah Jireh. God our provider. He would give us the wisdom that we need to face the world that we live in. If you have time this week, please read the book of James. It's just five short, impactful chapters. And next time we will dive into spiritual growth when encountering trials and tribulations. We'll talk about the difference between the two, the reason for trials, why temptations come, my part in it, and God's role. So until next time. Thanks for listening. Come back soon for more spiritual inspiration. And don't forget to click like and subscribe to never miss an episode. It's all talk. The podcast.